Time for trending issues right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. We're about to talk about matters trending all across Nigeria, especially uh, as relates to Nigeria, of course. And uh, it's a beautiful week, new week, uh, Monday. And uh, what's trending is the fact that it's Valentine's Day today. Before I go on to that, I have my panel of analysts right here uh, ready to dissect issues from various perspectives, starting with S.E. Gunn. S.E. Gunn, good morning. Greetings. Ah, Valentine greetings to you. Now, the thing is, it's just because Paul said in the scripture that if anyone has chosen a day to be special, let's honor the person mm. that he has in hand. That's the only thing. But for someone like me, yeah. I just honor people that have chosen to make this day Valentine's Day, not okay. as if I reckon with it. Okay. You get. Uh. But if you want to get my buy-in, get me a gift of a car, I will, I will understand <laughs> that it's Valentine's Day. Sake is here as well. Sake, welcome. Happy Valentine's. Good morning. All right. And uh, Skywalker is here as well. Skywalker. Well, for some of us, Valentine happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fear. Oh. <laughs> that yesterday was so, something else. <laughs> so I wish those who are doing their own today, See, I wish uh, you were. Best of luck. <laughs> Some of us are expecting cars. All right, no problem. Let's. Uh, oh, some of us already got cars. Uh, let's get straight to what we have for today, uh, which is uh, the fact that his anxiety is Asu is set to make their decision on whether to go on a strike uh, after their final meeting today. Uh, Esigon, what can we expect from that meeting? Well, I think what we can expect is they will reach a decision. And well, I think there's, there's there's an update on that already. Yes, they've talked about has, a, a one month. Uh, yes, a one morning month. strike. Yes, which and you see, it's interesting. I, I think they kind of uh, listened a bit to reason and just said to say, okay, this is a warning strike. This is not the real strike. Hmm. You get my point? Because a warning strike is. Let's just use this to test the waters and let you guys know that yeah. we are serious about this. But my own concern in all of this conversation is mm-hmm. that so far so good, I have not I'm not aware of any response from the government yep. of any kind, you know, to this issue. Mm-hmm. It's been a while the presidency has said anything whatsoever concerning mm-hmm. this particular issue, and we are just everybody is observing. Yeah. Um, the populace is observing. Um, Asu is doing their thing, mm. giving out this information from time to time. Yep. They have started dropping it in tidbits from chapter to chapter, yep. from zone to zone, you know, creating enough awareness and consciousness such that anyone who would have had any form of interest in mm-hmm. dealing with the issue or addressing it or responding to the issues at stake would have enough time to either gather your response mm. or do something concrete. But mm. that has not happened. Mm. So. Uh, it, it, that means it's most likely it's becoming a one-sided show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you, you, you put two boxers in a ring, and in this case, mm. we have, you know, the federal government, and we have ASU, and yeah. ASU is the only one that is throwing all the punches, mm. that is making all the moves. Mm-hmm, yeah. You understand that is, and we, the spectators, are just watching because mm-hmm. we've gotten no response whatsoever mm-hmm. from the federal government. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know how long this is going to, you know, uh, be before we get a response from the federal government, but it's really a terrible state to be, really. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show that we have a long way to go mm-hmm. and we need to re-strategize 
in our response to these issues going forward. Okay, uh, let's come to Sake on this issue now. And uh, Sake, despite the fact that a lot of outside bodies have come in to actually uh, try and intervene on this matter, of course, at some point in time, we saw Speaker of the House of Reps, Femi Bajabia Milawid, in Nairek came in, the Sultan of Sokoto and, and uh, Khan and whatnot. And uh, they actually had meetings held between ASU and the federal government and came out and assured of the fact that the federal government was committed to, you know, granting ASU's requests and uh, honoring uh, that agreement that the, uh, the federal government had with ASU. And now we're, here we are, uh, some months later, embarking on a one-month warning strike. What's your take on this? Well, I want to absolutely agree with Essigon hmm. that it's like ASU have been throwing all the punches hmm. and there have been no hmm. positive response hmm. from, the MG, from the federal government. It's understandable, like we used to say. Yeah. Nigeria economy is not in the best of shape. It's easy to promise, but yep. when, it, when it comes to coughing out the dough, hmm. you know, it's not an easy task. Yep. I know all the stalling, all the stalking as from the federal government is basically because most likely funds are not available. Hmm. I'm sure if funds are available, they will have done something, yep. if not meet everything. Yep. But at least send something to show a commitment. Yep. And I believe they are seriously working on it. Mm. It will not be too good for ASU to commence on that one-month strike. I think this is avoidable. Mm. But then, if they cannot show up, and we trust that ASU may likely, you know, continue with their threat. Now, some, some people have actually said that uh, ASU is wrong to go on this strike especially of course you would understand with some parents uh right there who are saying that asu should still show some restraint and uh they're forgetting that as professor emmanuel actually reminded that they also are parents who have their children in this same system as well what would you say to such i understand from the parents stand view from the students stand view true it's unfair true but the only language our government, not this present government alone, here is strike. Hmm. Talk about the issue of the health workers, the NMA. In Nigeria, it seems the only way to the, show the your judiciary. seriousness is to down tools. That's the only way hmm. the federal government assumes or will do something. Hmm. If not, they will just be, you know, there will be a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah. We mm -hmm. are working on it. Yeah. With the fact, they may even tell you we've paid. Hmm. You know, there are a lot of the, I think the only language they, it's unfortunate that after almost we've lost a year that anybody should be thinking of this. But then, okay. th that's Nigeria. That's the only way government is run here. Now, now, now let's come to Skywalker. Sake rightly said that uh, the reason this money has not been doled out is because there simply isn't money. Uh, and uh, we know that with 2023 coming around the corner, these are very critical times. As you have mentioned, no government in this particular position uh, wants a strike. All the people uh, you know, not be in favor with the people at this point in time. And uh, there's still a couple of... Uh, you know, there's a couple of things that ASU has asked for, the earned allowances, revitalization funds, uh, IPPIS issue, and, and whatnot. How quickly do you think, if the government were actually to respond, how many of these things could they really do before 2023? And could these monies come from? Well, the, the issues, if you look at them, they all don't center around money. There yeah. are some that are centered around just taking a position or just, you know, shifting grounds. Yeah. And um, showing good faith. True. Because eventually, even Asu knows that they cannot get 
100% of what they are asking, asking. for. Mm. But you see, the posture that the government has put forward at the moment, they just seem impervious to what is happening, mm. unbothered. Because you would have expected that with the kind of buzz that, you know, ASU has created, mm-hmm. especially as per this strike, mm. uh, you would have thought somebody would be moving things around just to make sure that this strike does not happen. Mm. And for someone like me who had always been, you know, cautiously uh, optimistic, optimistic, I think I'm, I'm, I'm still going to wear the toban of a prophet because I had said it that, look, the best that ASU can do at the moment mm. is still give them some time to react because maybe they are just waking up. You know when you wake up, when somebody wakes you up rudely, you don't expect to just jump off your bed. You boot. You take some time this to boot. Since last year. Yes, they are booting. <laughs> they are booting. This, this particular one that, you know, that just happened, mm. This this one that just happened, mm-hmm. maybe this one month will juggle them and maybe you know put them on their on 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 their toes and maybe they would get things moving. Mm-hmm. Because I've also suggested that for me, I think Asu should not go on an indefinite strike yeah. now, but give some time. But I was not expecting that they were going to do it by way of a strike. I mm-hmm. thought they would still be working and maybe give the government some kind of uh, ultimatum. But this also looks like an ultimatum. And then some people would say, look, what is the rationale behind uh, declaring a warning strike? You don't need to declare a warning strike. All you did initially was suspended an ongoing strike. So if you're going to continue, continue. Which one is one month uh, warning strike? You get me? Hmm. So that in itself is a conversation that uh, that is also ongoing on some other you know uh, platforms. Because the thing is, warning strikes usually uh, three days, one week... You're done with your warning strike. After that, you reconvene. You take a, a decision to go on an indefinite strike. And the truth is that we just suspended an indefinite strike. It was so there was no reason whatsoever, you know, to have this four weeks uh, warning strike. strike. If you wanted to go on strike, please go on strike. But again, like I said last week, it's a difficult decision to make. And if you if you got feelers from what happened over the weekend, mm. you know, in Lagos, these decisions were not taken lightly. Mm. They were not having fun mm. deciding to go on strike. It was a difficult decision because they had all considered. At, at some point, it was, there was no consensus as to, okay, which way forward. Mm. Because some have said, let's declare in, 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 you know, indefinitely. Because, again, for those kind of people, they had looked at the rationale behind declaring a four weeks warning strike. Right. And they had said, look, if we want to go on strike, let's go on strike. So that we don't also create an impression that we are just a, a, a barking dog and can't bite. I, I think as you, you get me. To be yes, that's what I'm saying. That it, it's that decision itself, you know, was not a decision that was made. You know, it, so it, it was a difficult decision because they also were in a very difficult position. Uh, I said it here before that yes, the government would say, uh, they have done this, they have done that. Mm. After all, Ingege was speaking the other day and said, as we speak, they've doled out over 70 billion naira, you know, since this whole thing started in mm. 2020. 
that they've doled out 70 billion naira for end allowances they've doled out 130 billion for revitalization they are working on what they are going to dole out for 2022 mm-hmm. even though it is not in the budget after all the one that was paid for 2021 was not in the budget initially it was based on a supplementary budget that that was also paid that they are also considering doing mm-hmm. something of that nature mm-hmm. and that also should please come mm-hmm. uh, you know down you get what i'm saying <laughs> so at the end of the day <laughs> this is where we are i hope that this one month hmm. would provide an opportunity for government to be- begin to move things around yeah and let's get this whole thing resolved and yeah. and again I, I for me i would also you know give this piece of advice to yeah. us as well this dakudaji dakudaji is not paying anybody <laughs> if we want to go on strike let's go on strike yes if we want to shut down the whole system until this thing is fixed Result. completely yes. let's do it hmm. Yes, some people would, would, would bear the brunt. Yeah. But suffice, sacrifices have to be, be made. made. Hmm. This one month today, nine months tomorrow, hmm. over something that had been agreed since 2009. I thought that with that 10 months that everything was grounded, hmm. I thought we would have sat on the neck of the federal government and got everything that needed to be, you know. But... Some people will also tell you, hmm. government is very slimy. Yeah. You cannot grab them. Hmm. They, they know how to I, I play you. I think what happened with that last strike was the, the government probably brought out timelines on which those monies would be paid. and uh, uh, none Now of we have was, seen that that met. strategy itself doesn't work. Hmm. So if we're going to shut down the whole system, hmm. let's shut it down and get this. Th- if not, we will continue to talk about this 2009 agreement hmm. by the time some of us are maybe 60 years old. Okay, now let's uh, let's come down to Essigon again on something uh, quite sad that happened right there in uh, Delta State, talking about the fact that uh, uh, a student, a 19-month-old pupil, uh, was actually is, is dead uh, from, you know, flogging from a teacher uh, right there that school has been shut down now though and uh, the delta state uh, commissioner uh, for basic education is saying that the school was not approved by the state government and uh, the teacher right now is in the custody of the police what do you say about all of these uh, i feel like right now especially when it comes to uh, the primary and uh, secondary schools the lives of students especially in nigeria has never been more unsafe than in these periods what's your take well, I, 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 it was a whole sad thing. There was a lot of argument as to the veracity of the story because it was incredible. I mean, if you do 19 months, we're talking about just a little over two years. Or yes. About. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're wondering what should that child know in terms of basic knowledge? Hmm. That's why we have kindergarten or nursery. Mm. They are supposed to be playing. Yeah, this is not time when you should be asking them for one, two, three, and you know, and all that. See, and it shows, you know, that we have a lot of bases to to cover um, in our learning process. Mm. Then this happened now, and then we are now realizing that the school was not registered. You get my point, and then we are shutting down the school. You know makes the whole thing interesting so mm. we're talking about systemic failure we're yep. talking about serious levels of ignorance on display a lack of understanding of mm. how things work mm-hmm. and then we're having this situation where we're losing an innocent child to all of these issues mm. because it's a lot 
some people want to actually blame the teacher alone but it's all of us are to blame hmm. it's, it's a whole thing so if because if we don't see it from that angle then we will not solve this problem if we push it away and say is them is mm. that teacher mm. is that school is that whatever and we fail to properly analyze what went wrong and how what went wrong went wrong mm. because I, I i recall years back you know because well i, I was kind of fortunate to meet um, some educationists that understand how these things work, and mm. of course, I'm fortunate to be a bit exposed, you know, and deliberate and intentional about finding out about some stuff. Mm. And I ask basic questions like, okay, a one year old, two year old, three year old, four year old, even in parenting, you know, what is the child supposed to know at age two? What's the child supposed to know at age three? What's the child supposed to know at age four? And you know, and all of that, mm. and going up. And I realized that, okay, from the educational standpoint, they have a, a body of knowledge that they're expected to know. Yes. And you can't be treating... I mean, why would you do that? Hmm. How old is... As in... This is what they call Kilomodemo. Hmm. When you say Kilomodemo, this is what we're talking about hmm. as a Kilomodemo. Hmm. Because the school, no idea. The teacher, no idea. Hmm. Oh, the government, no idea, because they didn't know that the school was not registered, hmm. but they were taking people to school. Hmm. Apparently, they didn't have monitoring um, systems and systems, all that. Yeah. So, what is the learning curve here? Hmm. Please, hmm. if you are a parent, parent well, because a lot of the issues we are dealing with as a nation actually start from failure parenting. You understand. If, if the last time we had this conversation around this uh, incessant ritual killings and all the rest of them and whatever it is, it's parenting. If we're able to parent right, then you know it will make a whole lot of sense and the community will be a bit saner. Hmm. You know, not ah man, something just came to my head now. Just let me calm down. All right, just let me let me, me come to Saki on this particular one. Speaking uh, from uh, the the position of a parent. Uh, right now, looking at what has happened, looking at what has happened to this uh, poor young boy right there in uh, Asaba. And uh, as Sigon has always said, we need to ramp up our knowledge base. He keeps reiterating it. And uh, do you think it's necessary for parents sending children to schools to do more research on the kinds of schools that they send their children to, given as this is not even a government uh, licensed school? I think I will agree with him partially. Mm. Because we can't put all the blames on the parent. Why? Yes, a parent should not just dump his or her word in a, just any school. She mm. find out the history of the school, the proprietor and all that. Mm. But you see, we need... The system also is blamable because, you see, it's obvious that now we have more private institutions than public schools. And I think for me, the Ministry of Health are not doing anything and the Ministry of Education are not doing enough. They're not doing enough. They're just going around taxing. They're more interested in collecting money from those private schools, using them as income generation, mm -hmm. than doing the right thing. There are some things you put in place. If you are running a nursery school, a preschool, what stops you from putting, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, CCTV. A CCTV system to monitor. It doesn't cost that much. It doesn't cost that much. Why don't you put then? I don't think you leave just one teacher with a preschool. It's not done. You have at least a minimum of two. two. And then 
who put someone the proprietor or whoever the proprietor is, is because how do you beat a 19-year-old child? 19 months. 19 months till the point of it leading to death. What kind of beating do you beat that kind of child? What kind of beating would that be? Did you use stick? Did you what? What kind of beating could that have been for a 19-year-old kid? Hmm. I mean, something... And that's why I, I'll still put some blame on the educational sector. Yes, we have many private... Please, let's go there. Let's make sure that the right people are, are taken. Not just that somebody have a BSc. Do, do they have pension for, for teaching? Do hmm. they have what it takes? Hmm. Let's do some things. Let's not okay. just sit in our office and complain that and government is not paying tax. The system. The reason you are being paid, are you are you fulfilling it? Hmm. Are you doing the right thing? Many many parents will go and complain about some of these schools. They will do nothing. They will get there, get to the proprietor's place after eating and whining and dining, and the man has set up the old place. Then they will they will take them to school. In the, in our days, inspectors come and they come unannounced. Hmm. Sometimes we know. Most times we don't know. The teacher is just there, and somebody just take the back and enter and we and we are greeting and it's just sit down there observing what is being done we should do such things and i think the previous administration in london state had like a, yeah, a, yeah, a, a, yeah, an yeah, educational yeah, monitoring yeah and then it's been scrapped you see there's no continuity there's something something came up because of this of these issues and then we scrap it all of a sudden you monitor this people you check them you don't even just issue a license to somebody even if you have even if it's registered does it guarantee that they, they will be doing the right mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. you have to check on them hmm. from time to time okay. that's the that's the work of government okay that's why civil servants are being paid okay now coming to skywalker sake has uh, rightly said that even if that school was registered it wouldn't have maybe not have stopped this uh, from happening maybe there's some uh, uh, criteria that have to be put in place before you can actually get a license but uh, then again it's not like we don't have some of these cases happening even in developed countries but they have system in place systems in place i beg your pardon to check some of all these occurrences and uh, the, the, the likelihood of this happening very very low do you agree with sake on the fact that it's a systemic problem it is a general problem, systemic, uh, personal, uh, because again, for me, uh, you would have expected that as a parent, you at least want to find out on a daily basis or what's happening in the school of your children. And again, you want to be very observant. You see, I know that there's a, there's a space where everything is just you know, going so fast, especially for parents. First, as a mother, you're, you're, you've given birth. Maybe if you're working in a good place where they can give you three months, they mm. give you three months. After that three months, they expect you back at work. At work. Once you're back at work, what do you do with the child? The company you work with or the, your, your, your employer expects that you put the child in a crash. Once the, 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 the child starts crash at three months or at four months, mm -hmm. you understand me? Because not everybody has the luxury of employing someone to take care of your child while you're at work. True. Mm. And not everybody has mother-in-laws. Mm. You know, not everybody would have people who would help them take care of the child. So the child already is exposed to a schooling environment as early as three months or four months. Mm. In some cases, if you're lucky, six months. Six months. Mm. That is, and once that happens, it becomes a culture. Yeah, 
and that's why it's it's it should not be surprising to anyone that yeah. a, a one you know one uh one year seven months old uh, baby is, is is in a school hmm. and that's why i will not agree with anyone criticizing that because again if you look at the system that's what we yes, have at the moment where mothers are expected to contribute to 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 the family in those days when people talk most of the women then were either traders or you decide when to go you decide what to do you ca- you take your card be your baby at the back but we live in a society now where that is not acceptable you're going to walk somewhere you have to keep your baby somewhere I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So sure. it, there's nothing wrong in, 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 in having children that are that as as young as that in school because this is the society we live in. Anyone who says because you don't want your child to go to school early, you keep the child at home for t- till the child's hand can can swap his head and touch his ear. They will come after you. At the end of the not even come after you. You you are doing a disservice to that child. There's a lot that child would have missed in those four years. Yeah. I don't know if you understand. So yeah. I don't see any crime in it. I'm also, it is my money. It is my child. I can take him to anywhere I want to take him at whatever age I want to take him. As long as I am paying for the services. I do. For instance, in those crashes, why you take your child there? They tell you, your child is safe with us. Mm. So you are paying for making sure that your child is safe. And then they are, they are, they are, they are, they are giving the child the necessary, you know, care and attention that is needed that's what you're paying for mm-hmm. you're paying for services so today have this happen it's an aberration it should not be allowed look last week two cases two other cases happened in lagos mm-hmm. one a two-year-old girl another a three-year-old girl yeah. and you needed to see the mark the the the, the mark that was left after the beating hmm. on their back hmm. and this this is the same story a teacher Two years old, three years old. What would a two-year-old do or three-year-old do to aggravate that kind of a thing? It brings me back to the issue of what kind of teachers are we employing? Exactly. The same way I'm asking the questions. What kind of people are we employing in our police force? Yeah. Frustrated people. Simple. People that ordinarily should not, don't have the required training. They don't, and, and, and truth is to work with children. And that's why I would continually give praise and kudos to those who have taken it as a life calling yeah. to work with toddlers yeah, it's not is the most difficult thing <laughs> in the teaching uh, uh, yeah. line those ones in preschool those ones very very difficult to manage but that's why you need someone who is properly trained someone who has you know the temperance the, the temperament you don't need somebody who will just get angry and that's why you see some of them too go and watch how do they treat their own children how do mm. they treat their you mm. know you find out pe- people would you want to beat a child you beat the child and and every, every i mean <laughs> what what is it hmm. you saw the case of that woman who who used knife mm, cut, is, cut yes. the, the boy because he stole meat is it today that we, we, i stole meat too <laughs> is it today that 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 People children are that are that are being being mischievous? So mm-hmm. I feel that the school authorities must be held mm. responsible for this. Yes. We yes, there's enough blame to go to the parents. There's enough blame to go to the government. Yes. But for this particular issue, I want to the narrow it down blame, yes. to the school. If we're going to shut it down, let's shut it down. Sure. If we are going to arrest people, let's arrest people. people yeah. Let's send a very strong message. And like you said in other places why you don't have such incidences is because once something like this happens they use that school hmm. 
as an example to others. Yeah. And that's the only way you can create a sane society. We all are crazy. Pardon my my bluntness, but that's the truth. Hmm. But what puts us in line is the systems, the laws. How you think I don't if if you put carry dollar and put here in the studio, no law, no anything guiding it. And you think it's you think stay? I will take it? <laughs> <laughs> Perish the thought. You think if you stay, I will take it. <laughs> right then. So, but what puts me in line is when you put down the laws, and if anybody takes it, you you punish the person, so that me I am seen, even though I am tempted to take it. I know if I take it, I know what What will happen. happen. And then I, of course, cooperate. So we need to set those kind of standards in our Mm. society so that, you know, everybody falls in line. All right. Now let's come uh, back to S.E. Gunn on uh, uh, bringing you back to your your, your favorite people, Serap, who have have filed a lawsuit against uh, President Muhammadu Buhari. Some people actually, some reports actually say they filed a report against President Muhammadu Buhari and uh, the Minister of Information Court, Jalaya Mohammed, over the failure of what they say is the failure to publish a copy of the agreement of the federal government recently signed with Twitter and uh, the the failure to publish the details of the terms and conditions of any such agreement. Of course, we've always said before that, you know, Sarah always coming at the government, of course, always. But to what end, though? And yes, they're actually right. We have still not seen those terms and conditions. I'll take it a step further uh, with uh, the recent, uh, you know, uh, truckers protests happening over there in Canada and Lai Mohammed has come out to actually slam Twitter and Canada actually kind of like saying that uh, the agreement that Nigeria had with Twitter is a trailblazer for other nations to follow. What do you think? Uh, well, the thing is I don't know if there was an NDA or a non-disclosure agreement uh, angle to the interaction with Twitter. Okay. But of course, one of the things that we need to also note was that the time they were having the meetings, they didn't make public the interactions, though they made public some of the demands in yeah. the way of some of what they wanted. But mm-hmm. by the time they called up the ban and then uh, went ahead to um, announce that, yes, we've reached some agreement and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as always, mm-hmm. and, and this is what I say. Uh, people will just move on because something has happened. Yeah. Uh, you hardly find someone go to investigate what happened, how yeah. did it happen, did it happen? And what are the issues. Except for people like Serap, <laughs> who are consistent, <laughs> and they will always want to dig up that issue. And that, another organization in that light is budget, mm. for instance. Budget will go after every budget mm. you know, and break it down for people. Uh, and what we are learning from this is that we don't have a lot of a, a lot of people asking questions yeah. critically. Now, yeah. it's not as if we don't have a lot of people asking questions, because a lot of Nigerians are asking questions. Mm. But when we talk about asking in a way that makes a difference, which is what I've been conversing for, mm. you see, for you to ask intelligent questions, you need to be fully aware of the situation and what you're dealing with. You yeah. need to have had the information. You know, and then that means you need to be aware of some laws and some policies and your rights and everything. Then, before you can ask certain questions, like for instance, it would be difficult for me to go and ask a doctor why he operated on somebody the way he did because I don't have any idea of surgery or you know, medical sciences. But if I tune into 
uh, a sister radio station and I hear a presenter speak, I can call the presenter and say, hey, guy, why did you run things like this? Because, I mean, I'm in the system. That mm-hmm. is what I know. Mm-hmm. So, my and when I ask him the question, he will know that the person that is asking knows mm-hmm. what he's doing because I will use terms that relate to that field mm-hmm. and bring in scenarios that he can know that, oh, I am actually vast in this, or I know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you ask some people some questions, mm-hmm. or when some people ask you questions, you're yeah. like, hey, this person yeah. that is asking actually yes. knows. Yes, but the, way the, about. But, the, but the question you know. Yeah, yeah you, you, you understand. So, and that is why I'm saying that we should not leave it to just budget and syrup, for instance, to be asking these questions. Every individual can ask these questions too by building up yourself. Syrup has gone away to sue the federal government. Uh, that's several court cases but now we understand why the court cases may be slow yeah. even if it's personal one because mm-hmm. i mean they are overwhelmed and not yeah. rest of them based on the conversation that mm-hmm. uh, opened up when malami decided to start talking <laughs> and then the cgn responded now we know what's happening in our judiciary mm-hmm. in fact it that it shows you know such how critical that area is and people should understand why justice seems to mm-hmm. be grinding very very slow mm-hmm. in this nation mm-hmm. okay Let's leave that aside. So, but Serap will not stop. Yeah. But we need a lot more people yeah. asking questions. Yes. For me, that is the takeaway from this. So, not just analyzing that Serap is doing it, but more people, individuals, more organizations. Let us ramp up our knowledge base so that so we can. You are not even con- concerned with what Lime Mohammed is doing. His statements. I'm not. Whatever. You see, that, that is his job. That is what he's paid to do. Hmm. Guy, he's collecting money for doing that. (laughs) That's what he's getting paid for. You understand? Yes. It's possible that if I were in his shoes, I would do the same thing, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm getting paid for. People, Mm -hmm. you know, should be allowed to do their job. Mm -hmm. Whether it's it's here or there is not another matter, you know, because, of course, and if I want to, if, okay, now that you have have put the word in my mouth, it's not, it's easy. It's very, very easy for us, you understand, to pick issues that happen in other countries mm-hmm. to support our own case yeah. when it comes to you looking for something to mm-hmm. support your actions mm-hmm. and address of them but when it comes to the systems the practices yes, the way you know those people run things the fact that those people have infrastructure yes. running the fact that they, their roads are fine health system yeah. are doing well and all. when it comes to that part you are mm. not you don't go there yeah. because you have not done the same here yes you have not done a, a quarter, no, a pinch of what that government has done for their people. Yeah. You have not, government is not trusted anywhere. Even mm. the best of governments is not trusted. You still find people complaining. Yes. But you find a, a, a people, a, a set of government or a set of officials that have not done a pinch of what these people that they mentioned have done and pulling out mm. one issue just to support themselves mm. when it actually pays them. Yeah. Mean Willie, when we point out an example, you know, yeah. on that regard that, oh, why are people not doing like this? Mm. They are quick to to be evasive. So that is their job. That's what they are paid to do. Okay. Let them continue to do their job until we get uh, people that we feel can represent the people actually there. Uh-huh. Right. Then we can talk. Sir, okay, your thoughts? I want to say that as much as I would have loved to buy some of Essigon argument, we have created a system where the government cannot be queried We've created a system yeah. of inept, uh, ineptitude. ineptitude. You know, if I write the Minister of Education now, complaining about a particular school now, and send it, we don't have a postal system again, we don't have some, but let's assume I write, do you think I will get a response back? Hmm. That's the question we should ask ourselves. And or, I hope or how long before I would get a response back? It's not likely you get a response. 
if you go there for contract, if you go there for even something, mm. you drop it at the secretary, you have to follow it up and that is the... Mm. We have created a system that doesn't work. Mm. I should say something on the road, maybe road safety is ours, and then yeah. from there, look at the address and be able to send something. Yeah. And 24, 48 hours, I get a response. response yeah. That is how to show that my government is active and cares for me. Hmm. But even the one you go there to deliver a, a letter personally to the commission that to the PS, hmm. Hmm. sit down at home till Jesus come <laughs> home. You is, nobody will communicate to you. Hmm. That is the reality on ground. Hmm. And you see, until we create a system like that, that anybody without showing your face, you can write a letter, you can send email, hmm. you can do that, and then there's a response. Then we are not ready for a change society. Hmm. Because we are busy. If I write or I query so, and I need to spend so much time running after one issue when I have my personal issue. Then I get, I get, I get, I get fed up. That is the True. reality of our nations. nation. If somebody made an unlawful arrest, go to this police station, go and meet the DPO. Mm. You will go like 10, 15 times to resolve <laughs> one issue. At the, at the cost of your own job, mm. nobody does that. Yeah. And that is why things are not working. In those days, you can write and you will get a response. Mm. If you write the governor, will you get a response? And you are not a political. Uh, uh, you are not a political. Yeah, figure, figure, fi figure. That's well known. No, you, 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 you may not even get to his office. All right. That's then. the reality on ground. Okay. Uh, now, uh, before you give your thoughts on that, uh, uh, Skywalker, or if you have anything to say about that, let's also just bring in uh, this uh, the state of the judiciary uh, talking about this uh, executive order ten which uh, Buhari actually signed into law on the 20th of May. Now, that particular uh, executive order uh, 10 is actually uh, about a presidential implementation committee uh, constituted to fashion, fashion out uh, strategies and uh, modalities for the implementation of international autonomy for the state legislature and state judiciary. And uh, yesterday, the Supreme Court uh, declared that order unlawful and uh, actually dismissed it as void what's your take on this on well that this? was friday friday I beg yes. your pardon. so the the, the 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 issue with that well i want to say something about lai mohammed's uh, destiny but let me attend to this first the, the issue with that is uh the supreme court has played its role as the final you know arbiter of the law hmm. where uh every interpretation of the constitution that's that's where you get the final you know, meaning mm. to what the Constitution has mm. stated or has stipulated. Because, again, uh, some people had given erroneously given the president the impression that he could use an executive order to get some things done. done. After all, he has some executive powers to do that, but not in a state where it contradicts what the Constitution has laid down. Clearly. Clearly. The executive order, is it a good thing? Does it have good stuff? Was it was it designed to achieve something beautiful? Absolutely. But we don't want to get a, to, to a situation where we begin to have emperors, where we begin to have dictators in the clothing of uh, democracy. Because in that particular clause that I read, I saw that some of these, uh, like you said, some of these, uh, some of those clauses are actually dependent on the Attorney General of the Federation and what he decides. That's why we're saying that yeah. 
that executive order itself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way it was designed, yeah. because some of the provisions, you know, were lofty in the sense that local governments should have control over their funds. Their funds. These these have been stated, you know, in the constitution without without any. Uh, you don't need anybody to uh, interpret that, but because the governors too, uh, uh, basking on the lacuna, because we have some lacunas in the constitution which still gives the state government you know the powers to decide what goes to the local government some have said why don't we you know do it in such a way that as the money leaves to the state let it also go to the local government but it was not designed that way it was designed in such a way that it comes to the state first the state then you know distributes you know like there's a joint account where Mm -hmm. it gets to the state government the the state now decides to give to you know the local local government government. i'm saying decides because in most cases they do whatever they want to do with the money the governor decides to do whatever he wants to do with the money but that's not the case those who invented or who designed that part of the constitution you know i'm sure had felt that if you begin to give local governments directly their monies they may get to a point whereby they are no more loyal they they will they will they will get to a point where they they want to stand on their own or probably don't even you know listen to the governors uh, at the center anymore so you know there are there are issues surrounding those provisions and i think we need to attend to it but would the executive order have solved that problem absolutely not and that's why the supreme court is saying that oga you have gone beyond the powers that the constitution has given you in signing that executive order and that was a victory for the state governors because the governors were the ones who challenged this executive order mm. And ensured that it did not see the light of day, even all, even though we all know that in practical, in practice, it, it would have been a very, very difficult thing to do because the president does not have authority to tell the governor what he does with the state funds. He doesn't have that kind of power. You cannot direct a governor to give local governments. No, you cannot. And that's why I said we don't want a situation where we get emperors or we we get dictators. Hmm. So, and that's what the Supreme Court has helped us to settle. But is the Supreme Court also saying that what the state governors are doing is correct? They have not delved into that. The case before them is yeah. the case of that executive order 10. And I'm sure that I had seen it that that, that thing was not going to see the light That's of okay. the Malami and his people who put that together hmm. probably had felt, okay, if we put this together, that would you know help the local government do a lot better. But it was, yeah, good intentions, but bad approach. Okay. And coming to Lai Mohammed, for me, Lai Mohammed has a point to some certain extent because what is happening you know with 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 the protests we're seeing in 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 canada Canada is appalling yes we know that it may get out of hand but some of the stringent measures that they have put in place to control these protests they're similar to what we're seeing in nigeria and then you want to wonder canada of all places why should we be hearing you know draconian regulations because you want to quell the protests, they could do a lot more. So, of course, he has a point in that. In 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 that, and then of course, Twitter also helped the Canadian government in blocking some people. And that's why Nigerian government is saying, when we solicited you to help us block some people, you said we were we were flouting your regulations. Why are you not? Why are you not doing the same in Canada? Why why are you having double standards? So he has a point, hmm. but to where his point ends is the fact that. Let's also compare good things in Canada with what we're having in Nigeria. Hmm. 
if there's a good thing happening in Canada, why don't you? Ooh, why don't you also come out and say, ah, Canada has good roads, so we too we want to have good roads here. Oh. So we just take victory lap when we we feel it's so. That's 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 also the thing for me. Hmm. There's a bias in it, but does he have a point? Absolutely, he has a point. point. If Twitter wants to have one standard, let it have one standard. Don't don't treat Mr. A differently from Mr. B, because the impression you begin to give is like you are you are looking at colors. You are you are, you are discriminating yeah, Africans. Yeah. Hmm. And you know we Africans. Before you know what is happening, is the race card. We raise the race card and say they are racists. <laughs> but what do you have to say about the fact that uh, they have not, uh, you know, uh, kind of like showed us those terms and uh, conditions according to what Serap is accusing them of? It's classified. It's classified. <laughs> it's classified. <laughs> national national for for the sake of national security that information you know is classified but But again they make a statement to say that it's classified Let me let me do Are the job. Let me do let me do the job of uh, you know play the devil's advocate. <laughs> it's not everything that you put in the public. Mm. Mm? Government business sometimes you do it in secret. You don't put if you put everything out there, there will be problem. There will be chaos. There will be so that's why you have some some information you know that are you know classified, but of 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 a truth. Mm. We also have to beg Sarah. Let's not just hear some of these things on the newspapers. If you if you know how many how many. You know cases that Serap has filed this year alone, or last between last year and this year, hmm. against the federal government. Hmm. We are not seeing anything. At the end of the day, we have heard that you have sued them now. But what comes out of it? Let's also file these things to the end and let's know. You know, so that we don't just see Serap as a suing uh, treasure group. <laughs> All right, then. No problem. That's all we can take on uh, the uh, trending issues for today. Once again, have a happy Valentine. News on the Globe is up next.